just got done watching the 49ers Eagles game and we wanted to get a quick reaction podcast in and kind of just talk about how we're feeling, what we thought about the game, um, and all of that kind of stuff. So, what? Let me uh, start off with a quick question for you. Do right. we have a quarterback controversy? No. No? Not even, not even close. What about I mean, for the backup? I mean, backup, yes. Starter. Uh, starter we never did, in my opinion, anyway. I don't yeah, feel we have, there was ever a controversy. Yeah, I agree. I don't think we ever had a controversy with the – with the uh, starting quarterback position, Nick Mullins pretty much showed us what um, we, he is who we thought he he was, I guess, shall we say. Anyways. Yeah. So let's get into the, the game itself. Obviously the 49ers lost um, kind of in a heartbreaking fashion and it was really kind of a critical game for us, but uh, what were your overall thoughts, Wyatt? I thought there was pieces that looked really good, but in the end Mullins couldn't, bring us to another win. Mullins looked looked very uncomfortable in the pocket. He was leaving the pocket early. He was trying to throw across body. Instead of throwing the ball away, he was trying to fit it into windows where you simply couldn't fit a ball. I mean, there wasn't a gap at all in some of the windows he was trying to throw. Um, Just playing uncomfortable, not playing smart. Yeah, I would say that I kind of – observed the same thing with Mullins. I think we all did. I mean, he came out. He did not look like he was on point. Um, he had a couple big misses, and uh, one of them to use check, which probably was a touchdown. And then he, like I said, he was just off point, and then he looked nervous in the pocket. And I know he played well last week, but if you if you watch that, he he looked nervous in the pocket last week as well. So, I mean, I think that he's I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's a good backup to have, and I still want to have him. I think there's a chance that he may still keep that backup position. It's kind of hard to say, to be honest. Um, there's the true quarterback controversy, I guess, right? C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins. Here we go again, right? Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I don't really want to talk too much about Nick Mullins in general. I think that I feel bad for him because, I mean, he really had a chance to kind of cement himself with a big contract. Not a big contract like a Jimmy Garoppolo contract, but, but give himself a chance in another team potentially with a contract that was a little bit bigger, uh, more than more than uh, kind of top-in backup money. No, but uh, I'm not sure that he's going to be able to do that now. So that's kind of unfortunate. But let's get into the other parts of the game. Um, I think we both are in agreement that Nick Mullins is the backup, and he is a backup, and Jimmy Garoppolo is our quarterback, and he will be the quarterback for the foreseeable future for the San Francisco 49ers. Yep. Okay. So, um, your overall thoughts for the game, we kind of went over that. I'll just give you a couple of my, uh, my big thoughts for the game, just looking at uh, kind of the good and the bad. So, I'm, I'll start off for you. So, one of the big things that I thought was really positive about the game itself was the defensive line. I thought the defensive line did a pretty good job. I mean, there were some, some lapses and stuff like that, but they ended, I counted five drives that they ended. And on the third on third down and four of those five were through pass rush. So some of it was manufactured pass rush through scheme. Some of it was just getting to the quarterback and getting in his way may not have been a sack. There were a couple sacks, but some of it was just pressure, not giving, not giving the Eagles enough time to really look down the field and find the, make an accurate throw, you know, making Carson Witts kind of get that ball out of his hands um, a little bit on 
inaccurately and a little bit quicker than he would like. The other one was a batted pass, uh, kind of, I think it was the third. And a batted pass. I thought the defense did a pretty good job. Good enough to win. The offense definitely did not put them in an advantageous position there at the end. Yeah, I saw that as well. Of course, we were going up against a very injured Eagles line. Um, we saw Lane Johnson, just another piece, another key piece of that Eagles offensive line go down in there in the first quarter. So it looked really good, but you have to keep in mind that we were going up against a very, very depleted Eagles offensive line. Mm-hmm. I think the same is kind of true about the, the secondary. The secondary played a decent game, but again, I mean, they had like I think the the big news article that everybody was talking about was that they had one starting wide receiver who participated in practice at all this week. Yeah, yeah, that whole Eagles offense is depleted. Yeah, and so well, in the last couple of weeks, we've kind of been the depleted team that came out and performed well. We were going up against another team that was just as hurt as us. They did have their starting quarterback, so I will I will give them that right. They did. And the quarterback is the most important position in all of sports. And it's probably not even close, to be honest, as far as the, the level of impact that that one position has on a single game. I guess I, I think that's probably true day to day, game to game. Um, I mean, you can you have pitchers that can come in and take over an entire game. Right. Yeah. But they don't pitch. They don't pitch yeah. every game. Yeah, I agree. Um Pitchers will pitch one every four to five days, your starters anyway. And mm-hmm. they could take over that game, but then you still have to have four other guys that can do it. Your quarterback, every game, he is the guy out there in control of that offense. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so give me um, one of the positives you saw. Uh, I saw George Kittle's back. I mean, George Kittle? Yeah, that's my man. That's your Kittle. man. So tell me about your feelings about George Kittle. How'd you feel when you saw him out there? No, I was just excited. Excited to see Kittle back out there. It brings back that ability, that third down guy, the red zone guy, the, I guess, everything guy. You know, he's probably the biggest piece to our offense other than Jimmy G would be George Kittle, at least in the passing yeah. offense. I think he's a big piece. He definitely is. He's one of the most impactful players on the 49ers. And it was good to see him back. The whole game, you were just like, oh, George, it's so good to have him back. Oh, man. And he had that one where he caught it. It was on third down. He caught it slightly short and then brought, like, three guys down with him and tacked a face mask on to the end. It's the kind of stuff George Hill does. It was kind of reminiscent of the Saints play, that, that one play that he caught and he was running on the sidelines and he was like, kind of punch him in the face. It wasn't quite punching him, but he kind of does that little, like, trying to shake him off. People trying to tackle him. They're leaping, like, latched onto his uniform, and he just keeps on trying to stiff arm him off. Yeah, and they just – they grab where they can, and that tends to be his face mask. Everything right. else everything else they grab, they fail to hold on to. Yeah, definitely. So uh, another positive for me that I saw is it was the third drive in the first quarter for the 49ers. That kind of came out. And in that specific drive, hold on, let me look at my notes here. That specific drive, you had it started with uh, two screens to Kittle, which were awesome. I mean, Kittle was definitely getting involved. Then you had a pitch to Debo. And then uh, there was also another runaround with Kittle. And then it was just, it was, and then you it ended with the Ayuk and uh, run, 
right? Which the thing that was super awesome about that is you didn't know what was going to happen. Was it going to be a pitch to the tight end? Was it going to be the wide receiver coming around? Was the court, was the running back going to catch a ball? And it truly did. Uh, it resembled what we what we hope the Shanahan offense turns into once we get everybody on the field with Irving Mostert and Jimmy Garoppolo and all those guys. And what it was last year. Well, yeah, I mean, the be- last year kind of brought us to it, but I think that he's he's looking for that for that next level when you you know you have your fullback who can catch a touchdown a seventy yard touchdown, uh, and then I mean you have your fullback that can do that. You have your wide receiver who can take a handoff and run it down the middle or off to the side. You have your tight end that can go out wide and and run like a wide receiver. Same with your running back with McKinnon. You know, I mean it's just. It's just insane. You just don't know where those guys are going to go, what they're going to do. You can't guess yeah. for the most part. And that that was the positionless offense that everybody talks about with Shanahan. And it's it's coming. So it is coming. When we get Mostert, we get Garoppolo back, and, and we start and we get everybody healthy. Um, it is, it's going to be here. I'm excited to see everyone out there. Garoppolo out there with Kittle, Ayuk, Debo. Mostert back out there. I mean, Mostert McKinnon back there is one-two punch. I mean, wow. Not only do we have one wide receiver that can take a ball 75 yards on the ground, now we have two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. What are you going to do when they when they go into motion and cross on the backfield? Who do you know? Who's going to get the ball? You know, you just don't know. Yeah, you have. You have to be honest with it. You can't just shuck off the re- receiver coming around the back on an end around. You have to be honest mm-hmm. and keep somebody there because if you don't, he'll take it to the house. Yeah, and that was an insane hurdle by by Ayuk. Oh my god! I know. I was just waiting for the the uh, like I was telling you with why it's a little bit younger and doesn't quite remember the Street Fighter Ayuk and. But I was just like, power up, pirate, power up the Ayukin. So it's like the 49ers power move, just like a street fighter. Uh, and I, I could, I wanted to see it again, but it didn't quite happen. Yeah. I thought we were going to see it again, though. I did. I thought we were going to get another one. But um, the thing, the last kind of note about this particular uh, positive is that the 49ers offense is going to have to carry this team. The defense can play well, I think, but without Boza and D Ford. And our secondary being just decimated, our offense is going to have to carry this team. It's going to have to be the opposite of last year, where our offense is the is the elite is the elite squad that that can go out and and just annihilate teams and pick up the defense while the defense is playing well. The offense um, is going to have to make up that difference uh, to make to make them a true contender for a championship this year. Yeah, I agree. Man. Okay, do you have any other positives? Um, not much pops up top of my head. I mean, okay, so do you have any other negatives? I know uh, you were talking about one during the game. Yeah, Trent Williams. Trent Williams did not look good. Yeah, Trent Williams did not look good. I don't know what was going on. He was getting blown off the ball several times. He was, I don't know what was going on. Causing him to be jumping. And then being scared, you're not scared, not scared per se, but you're getting beat off the ball. So that way he's jumping off sides. Like two different times he jumped off sides. Derek Barnett shoved him straight into Nick Mullins for a sack in the first or second quarter early on in the game. 
And then there's another sack that Derek Barnett just simply went around him. Just off the ball soon and Trent Williams could get off the ball, went around him. Yeah. I mean Yeah, there was I don't know. I mean, he's been he's been a stalwart, man. He's been phenomenal this whole year. So oh, I mean he had a bad game. Yeah, no, I'm not saying like I'm not worried about it for the future. I'm just saying this game in particular did not look good. Yeah, no, it did not look good. And it was a contributing factor. It really was a contributing factor. There were a couple of plays that probably could have been made, but quarterbacks just didn't have the time to make the throw. Mm-hmm. And when you already have a quarterback that looks scared in the pocket and tends to bounce out of the pocket a little bit early, all you're doing is giving him another reason to bounce out of the pocket early. When he's got a mm-hmm. guy coming from his blind side consecutively off the blind side, I mean, causes you nervous to sit there in the pocket. You know, you know what that reminds me of? What? It reminds me of Nick Mullins. So, not Nick Mullins, sorry. It reminds me of Baker. Nick Mullins reminded me of Baker Mayfield as you were talking about it. So, PFF did this big thing, this big article where they evaluated a bunch, all the quarterbacks in the NFL, and they found their one weakness. And Baker Mayfield's one weakness was he leaves clean pockets. He gets nervous, and he leaves clean pockets. Nick Mullins doesn't quite leave clean pockets, but he gets jittery in there, and he can make accurate pinpoint throws but he doesn't have necessarily the arm strength to make the elite throws. Jimmy Garoppolo has a stronger arm than Nick Mullins, and he is even criticized for his arm strength occasionally. But Jimmy Garoppolo is an NFL quarterback that can make the throws. Nick Mullins has a little bit of a hard time throwing out to the corner, out to the side of the field, um, and his arm strength just isn't quite there. He can zip it, but that's that's a little bit different than making some of those those top-tier throws. Yeah, um, I don't touch on that deep ball. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, how comparable he really is to Baker Mayfield. I mean, it just as you were talking about it, it kind of reminded me of that PFF article. Yeah, that um, that particular limited, spot in his game is close. Yeah, a limited quarterback that can make accurate throws uh, in time, and that sounds a lot like Baker Mayfield. Anyways, so the last thought is um, how important this game really was to us because of our our schedule of the future. So this game really was critical. So let me tell you, let me read off the games that we're going to play. So we have the Dolphins next week. And while the Dolphins were like, oh, that's a win, Dolphins, they could win. I mean, that's that's not a slouch team. You need to come in and play them. They they have players. Yeah, they do. Um, then you got the Rams. Yeah. The Patriots. Seahawks. Packers. Saints. Rams. Bills. You have Washington, but then you have the Cowboys. So Washington Cowboys right there. So then you kind of get that. So that's so let's look at that. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games that are probably playoff teams in a row. Exactly. Yeah. It is the gauntlet that we had last year. Basically, it's a double gauntlet. Yeah. That you're gonna be tough bound to find a better are a stronger strength of schedule for the second for this half of the year coming. Yeah, so we really got to walk away with a win with the Dolphins. In general, um, it, yeah, we definitely need to walk away with a win in order to kind of give us a little bit of that extra game cushion. We talked about it before. Um, losing the not being the number one seed is really the only thing. It's really kind of let me rephrase that. Making the playoffs is important, but the number one seed is the only true distinguisher 
in the playoffs because the number one seed is the only team that gets the that gets the bye week because of the extra added team. So we probably aren't going to be a number one seed, but if we make the playoffs, um, we're in the game, and that's what we need to focus on is making the playoffs. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, well, for me, what my closing thoughts are, I. I felt good watching the game. I saw some things that were encouraging. I saw some things that were not so encouraging. But in general, I think we get Jimmy Garoppolo. We have Jimmy Garoppolo, and we win that game pretty easily. I think that I think we walk away with a comfortable win in that game. Yeah. Um, what are your closing thoughts? I'm not much more than what we've said. I agree with you. If we had Jimmy G, I think we win that game. If we had Jimmy- okay, Wyatt. Well. Uh, I think that kind of concludes our quick reaction podcast. Well, we're going to do, try and get it, probably what, we're going to try and do two more this week? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Awesome, White. I love you, White. Love you, guys.